Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Puck Placement Podcast presented by Sports Ethos. Uh, we're back here with the uh, third episode of our season previews. Of course, we're still in the Western Conference. If you if you've been following along, if not, hit the pause button and head back and uh, give our uh, Coyotes and Ducks previews a listen. This next one will be probably the shortest one, um, seeing as the Calgary Flames did not add a whole lot to their roster um, this season. Um, they added Dryden Hunt as a depth wing and Jordan Orsley, uh, Jordan Osterley, uh to their defensive alignment. Um, so not a whole lot going on there. Uh, if you've been following along the NHL the last year or so, uh, you'll know that Calgary had a pretty disappointing year. Um, they <clears throat> chipped out Matthew Kachuk to Florida, brought in Jonathan Huberto. Um, at the time, I didn't really understand it. Um, and as the season unfolded, it became clear that they made the wrong decision. Um, so not only did they have you know poor management, poor decision-making up top, they had poor coaching by Daryl Sutter. The guy is long past his era, if you will. Um, doesn't really have a place uh, in this league anymore. Um, pretty tough guy to get along with. Tough guy to, to judge, really. Um, I know Milan Lucic, you know, didn't, uh, he was on a spitting, spitting chiclets, uh, for Barstool and explained that, you know, Sutter wasn't, wasn't a bad guy, obviously, uh, just, um, really hard nosed and extremely matter of fact. And, uh, it's pretty obvious the flames are looking to try to infuse that team with more, with more youth, uh, while still balancing, um, you know, having that veteran presence and still contending. Um, <clears throat> like I said, um, it'll be a shorter episode due to the lack of additions that they did, that the Flam- Flames did make. Uh, they did get rid of uh, Tyler Toffoli, or uh, he signed with New Jersey. Milan Lucic, as I mentioned before, or who I mentioned before, is now in Boston. Um, much of the lineup is pretty much the same um the fourth line is uh their youth line it looks like uh right now with uh jacob pelletier adam ruzica and walker dewar um don't know a whole lot on the last guy i mentioned but uh ruzica seems like a guy who's got some talent he just has to earn his way up the lineup um depending on how, you know what moves they might make uh jacob pelletier uh, promising prospect didn't you know get a whole lot of uh, exposure last year um, pull up his stats here yeah so I mean seven points in 22 games last year so um, kind of goes back to my point about Sutter uh, Peltier was a healthy scratch often so um, not a whole lot to go off of that, but uh, Peltier does possess the skills, in my mind, to 
really give the Flames uh, that balance attack on a on the last line. Um, they did acquire uh, Sharon Govich. I forgot to mention that in that, I guess I in that trade with the Foley. Um, I think it's a bad move, but that's a move they made. Um, Sharon Govich is much younger than Toffoli, of course. So um, <clears throat> we'll see where he slots into that lineup um, after training camp. Right now, Daily Faceoff has him in that first line uh, to kind of give the top six some balance. So first line would be Huberdeau, Lindholm, Sharon Govich, as of right now. Uh, second line, Dylan Dubé. A pretty solid player, Nazem Kadri and uh, Matt Coronado. Um, let's see, Matt Coronado was a newcomer last year. Um, yeah, he was the first round pick in 2021 for Calgary. So technically, um, you know, a rookie and a uh, an end quote-unquote addition for the Calgary Flames so slide him into that as well um Andrew Mangiapane Mangiapane uh, will be the left wing on that third line uh, Michael Backlund or Michael Backlund uh the center uh, has been there uh, quite a while and um Blake Coleman will be that third uh third right right side winger um I don't know how to project this offense. I don't know if last year is an aberration and if Huberdeau just needed a lot of time, a lot more time than we uh, assumed to get comfortable in that offense or scheme or whatever, but they have a new coach, so he's going to have to get used to something else now as well. Um, So that'll be interesting. I... This is great radio, of course. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I don't have high hopes for this team. I think they're a team that could potentially take a step back. Um, they let's see, finished the 2022 2023 season with 93 points. Um, missed out on the playoffs. Um, so a team that had high expectations last year, um, and, and simply didn't live up to them. Uh, Huberto is a pass first winger, which is not really helpful on the first line. You need guys that can, sh- that will, will shoot and, uh, you know, score the puck, um, with, uh, on a, on a fairly, uh, <laughs> Good pay with a good pace and you know good percentage. Um, he's a playmaker. He's a great playmaker. There's no two ways about that. But they needed more goal scorers, and they got rid of Toffoli, which makes no sense. Again, um, <clears throat> a guy that could score goals is now gone. Sharon Govich has not really proven that he can be that guy yet. Again, he's pretty young, so maybe with more ice time, he'll be able to prove himself. Um, but, uh, I, I see the flames I, taking a step back. I think the Canucks have a, have a chance to surpass them 
and at the same time I don't know if I really don't know if uh, either of them will make the playoffs I mean in the Pacific Division we have the Golden Knights who are you know defending their title Oilers Kings Kraken all teams that I think are going to make the playoffs again Um, so that's a tough division playing on the West is tough as it is um I simply don't see them making the playoffs. And I think it is going to be pretty rough for the Calgary Flames fans um, who, you know, wanted to keep Johnny Goudreau, wanted to keep Matthew Kachuk. Um, I don't see why. Uh, both those moves are head, scratcher, head scratchers, of course. But... Uh, too late to take those back, of course. Um, yeah, you're gonna have to live with what you have right now. Um, just not a lot of. I mean, it's a fairly balanced lineup, but it's not enough to push them into serious contention. Um, and like I said, I don't think the four teams in front of them are gonna take major steps back, unless you know, of course, injuries. But we're assuming health is not an issue. Um, the good continuity they do have is on their back end. Uh, it looks like all all their defensemen will be returning. Uh, there was talks that you know some of their guys would be traded, including Noah Hannafin. Um, but uh, he remains in that lineup. He'll he'll be talked about again with tra- in trade talks as the season progresses and depending on how the season goes. Uh, Rasmus Anderson is a, a fine uh, defenseman, of course, in that first pairing. Very good. Um, battled injuries last year. Mackenzie Weger, pretty bad uh, season, all things considered, coming over from Florida with Huberdeau. Uh, Chris Tanev, pretty solid player. The one guy they will be getting back, um, Oliver Shillington. He uh, missed the whole season last year with some issues I don't know if they've come to light let me see if I can find anything on that let's see so he's yeah no new no new news on uh, the Shillington front but all signs are pointing to him rejoining the club this year and then uh, Nikita Zadorov Zadorov was there last year as well heavy hitter um Contributed more offensively than I thought, but still uh, a bottom pairing defenseman. Continuity in that def- uh, in that defense will help, um, and then uh, the goalies as well. Jacob Markstrom and Daniel Vladar. Um, continuity in the goal crease is of utmost importance. So that those are the positives. I just simply don't see it um, manifesting into a playoff berth, unfortunately for the Calgary. F- uh, fans. So <clears throat> I said all I needed to say on that, I believe. I don't think I missed out on anything else. Um, as, you know, again, with the, I guess I should throw out, you know, Marshroom, um, let's see, had, you know, below a 90%, I guess, save percentage, it looks like, for the season. He's got to obviously uh, get back to 
where he was. I think uh, having, again, this goes back to Sutter being a pretty polarizing figure in a locker room. Um, not the most galvanizing guy. Um, I think things might have been different in LA. I don't know. It depends on the personality in the, in the locker room, but I think things, I think things soured pretty quickly in Calgary. And, um, I, you know, maybe it'll change. I think a new voice will have a pot more positive effect on Markstrom, but again, won't be enough to push them over into, uh, postseason contention. So, um, with that, we will close out this segment uh, tomorrow. I'm hoping to get around to uh, my team, the Chicago Blackhawks, who have a very interesting path forward heading into the 2023-2024 uh, season. Everyone knows who we picked in the draft, but uh, that lineup is an interesting one, and um, we'll see how uh, their outlook unfolds. But uh, thanks for listening. Uh, again, if you haven't already, please go um, follow Sports Ethos and uh, give our previous two episodes a listen. The hockey season is right around the corner. Um, it'll be, you know, <laughs> overshadowed by the football season, of course, but uh, or the start of the football season. But <clears throat> it's a very exciting time for for three of the four major sports here in America. So. Follow us along for the journey. The uh, preseason is always an interesting one in hockey, depending on you know how training camps go and lineup shuffles and whatnot. So um, stay tuned for more and uh, join us on this journey. Thanks.